set out to do was to do an assessment, a strategic assessment of organized crime in South Africa. Um, this is, to, to my knowledge, the first assessment of its kind in more than a decade. And we felt quite strongly that organized crime has reached a key tipping point in South Africa, that it's something that poses an existential threat to the country, that it is eroding our uh, institutions, our democracy, and that something has to be done uh, and and done fast. Uh, we, we, by a measure that we have done in the course of this research, um, South Africa is in quite a unique position because it has extremely high levels of crime and organized crime, but it also still has comparatively high levels of resilience. And resilience being a measure of state institutions, uh, uh, policies and laws that are on the books, government transparency and accountability, law enforcement efforts and the like. However, that resilience is slowly eroding mm. and, and it's beginning to erode much faster. So we need to reach a point where organized crime is treated as a priority by government, where interventions are put in place. Um, what we did in this report was we looked at the the areas of organized crime that we felt were the greatest threat to our democracy and identified 15 illicit markets ranging from illicit drugs and firearms, human trafficking, to areas like extortion, kidnapping for ransom, organized robbery, uh, violence and assassinations, and then attacks on critical in infrastructure, uh, organized corruption, illegal mining, um, violence in the taxi industry, and also in other public mass public transport cybercrime, economic and financial crimes, and health sector crime. And what's disturbing is that in at least 10 of the 15 illicit markets um, that we looked at, uh, indications are that those markets are growing and increasing and increasing rapidly. When, when you look at your numbers compared to what we get from the police ministry, was it every quarter, are, are they the same? Uh, in terms of the murder stats? Yeah, the, the numbers that we're seeing. The, we get the numbers of yeah. crimes. Are, are you, with your yeah. research, did you find the same similar numbers or is it different? Yeah, well, we're not, we're not um, collecting statistics like the police do. Mm -hmm. um, I think that one of the things that this report does is certainly it calls for um, an extension of that process, that All we right. need to go beyond the simple collecting of statistics to understand the impact of organized crime. But if you take murder, for instance, and this is going on the police statistics and also research that's been done by the Center for Criminology in, at the University of Cape Town, um, what, what, what we saw was a, was a very high peak in murders in South Africa in the mid-1990s, uh, mid-early 1990s. Then a dramatic 50% decline, much of that due to peace, uh, the peace dividend, um, you know, the uh, violence in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng uh, gradually ebbing away as South Africa moved into this new democracy. Also the implementation then of the, of the Firearms Control Act. But there's a key inflection point in around 2010, 2011, where we begin to see murder rates rising. Uh, and that, over the next 10 years, bringing us up to date, there's a 38% increase in murder. A lot of that could be attributed to institutional weaknesses in law enforcement, increased vigilante action across the country, uh, organized crime, armed robbery, uh, and violent robberies. Um, so for us, from our perspective, there's a very clear link to, to organized crime. Not all murders are related to organized crime, obviously, but there certainly is, is uh, there are strong indications that this, this upsurge in murder can, can be linked in that way. All right, before we get to the solutions, what happens if, if this issue isn't dealt with? You mentioned this resilience that's fading away. What happens if nothing's mm. done in a decade or so? 
I think in many ways it's you know it's too it's too ghastly to contemplate. I think that we're seeing the development of parallel criminal economies. We're seeing the expansion of things like extortion, for instance. You know, extortion was something that used to target vulnerable communities, primarily um, foreign communities, Pakistani communities. That is seeping into our society at all levels. You just have to look at the construction mafia. You have to look at um, instances, for instance, in Mamalodi, where you had the Boko Haram gang running extortion rackets, shopkeepers being extorted. It moves into every element of of society. Um, And I think that where there's a void left by the state, be that as a result of corruption, be that as a result of a lack of police involvement or the state itself not not keeping the social compact with with its citizens, um, those alternative economies uh, begin to grow and seep in and and embed themselves. Um, you know, if you look at kidnapping, one of the greatest dangers that we can we could deal with in, in South Africa, um, we're looking at you know the spectacular increase in kidnapping in recent years. Uh, the most recent crime stats more than ten thousand kidnappings. Do we want to have the reputation as a kidnapping country? You know, we've seen what that's done in countries like Colombia. Um, so I think that there, you know there's there's a very real reason to be concerned, and I don't think that we necessarily have the the strategic vision yet um, to tackle this uh, in, in, in the way it should be tackled. All right, we'll have to leave it there. Julian Rodemeyer, thank you very much. Director for the East and Southern Africa Observatory.